Hey folks, Mad Cat here from The Balcony Show. Now if you haven't heard about Anchor, well then I gotta tell you, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First, it's free. And who the hell doesn't love free? I know I do. I mean, come on. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. And talk about doing the legwork. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So we can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Cheers and be well, and keep listening to us right here on The Balcony Show. It's time for The Balcony, the show that spotlights independent artists from all over the United States and now the world. So sit back, relax, enjoy the show. Here you are, The Balcony. And we are going country with my co-host, Andrew Chervak. Just call me Country Chervak. we are bringing country tonight. Yep. Hashtag fire in the hole. Fire in the hole, y'all. Are you ready for this? Is this with your father? No. Is it clean another dang this, drain? I'm telling you. Wait till they hear this. Oh, here we go. Okay. So this is from Kawabunga at Nidorama. What? And this is a true story. A... Dutch veterinarian veteran veterinarian was fined uh, six hundred guilders, which is about two hundred forty dollars, for starting a fire that destroyed a farm near the town of Lickenwood. The vet had been trying to demonstrate to a farmer that his cows were passing too much gas. And to make his point, he used a lighter to set fire to one of the cows. Parts. The cow became, according to the newspaper reports, a four-legged fame floor. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. The he, cow actually caught on fire? He lit his, he was trying to tell him, look, your cows are passing too much wind, man. So he lit one of the cow's farts on fire. So it became like a flamethrower and ran around frantically setting hay bales on fire. Oh, my The Lord. flaming cow which amazingly was unharmed, caused more than $80,000 worth of damage. <laughs> was this cow hanging out with the cops that the rats ate all the pot? I don't know, but can you imagine being there? <laughs> and seeing a cow running around on fire, coming from well, his from tush. His butt, from, from his, his butt. tush. Yeah, but this I is, mean, you is... know, because they spin when they're, think of a bucking bull, right? Just saying. You know what? This could be a whole new thing at Fire rodeo. in the hole. This could be a whole new thing at rodeos. Right before they go out. <laughs> now you no. got the bull, the bull rider, and the bull is on fire. Oh, come on. How cool would that be? Yeah, but you know what? Then if an animal gets hurt, I would feel bad. So, yeah. Then we'll put like a protective glaze on, on their it anus or something. Or something? Yeah. You don't you want to, can, that you don't want to your be your job. Hurt. Ah! <laughs> that could be your job. That, you know what? I'd probably get paid a lot of money to do that. Well, I'm, I'm, I guess. All right, know. Zuckerberg, we got an idea. So anyways, <laughs> we're going country tonight, and we're going to start things tonight with Josh Fiss, Party Girl. Her red lipstick and that flower in her hair. The way she looks with that big brown eyed stare. Got a wild side, rip a dance floor up all night. Oh, she'll break your heart, then drink your beer while you cry. She's a hardcore bad chick, party on the weekend, cigarette in her hand. Everywhere, even that dude by drinking whiskey on the right, shaking it to the bank.
touch will never get cold And she'll have my back Even when we grow old What them boys don't see Is she only got eyes for me But she'll still dress up And make the boys fall in love He's a hardcore magic party on the weekend Cigarette in her hand Loving in the morning, raining in storming Beer cans everywhere Eating that jukebox, drinking whiskey on the rock Shaking it to the band You know why uh, milking stool has three legs? No. Because the cow has the udder. <laughs> I'm going to deport you back to Wisconsin. <laughs> All right, so let's get to some real stuff here, because that was just utterly disgusting. <laughs> um, yeah. So we have we have this other utter interview coming up. This is uh, Brandon Maddox. Wow. We wow, hear wow. this guy. This guy ain't no do no joke, y'all. No. Yeah. You're going to love, love him. He's got like a bajillion dates he's playing this year. I know. Songs are phenomenally done. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And we found out he's, he likes whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> it going to get ugly in September. All right, so we're going to listen to his first song. This is called This Guitar by Brandon Maddox, and we'll be blah, 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 right back. I totally bet you that, but we know we're going to leave it right in. Yeah. You know, we don't even enter that. Um, we'll be right back with this utterly amazing interview here we go so move over move over <laughs>
started fighting Went through a long neck bottle That's how she got this neck This guitar And me just kept on riding Steel strings against her saddle We never missed a lick And she's been with me Through the hungry years She guards my secrets Nobody hears Nothing on earth Could tear us apart because we have Brandon Maddox on the phone. Hey, Uh, Ann, thanks for having me on here. So we just heard your song, This Guitar. You want to tell our listeners about that? Yeah, so me and a a friend of mine, Kevin So, and uh, Judy Class wrote that song. And it started off, I was writing with Kevin, who, um, Kevin, I've always admired his work and admired what he does. So me and him were starting with a little thing on the guitar and said, This Guitar. And he, he loved it. And we just kind of rolled with maybe a couple of lines. And then we kind of got writer's block. And it was like 2011 or 2012 when we started it. A couple of years later, Kevin didn't let that song die. He was like, hey, I really like this song, Brandon. Let's, let's get back on it. So I said, OK, let's do it. So uh, we set up another writing session and we knocked it out pretty quickly then. And we got to a place where we felt like we could improve it. So we brought Judy in on it. And uh, it definitely we got a couple of lines in there that we wanted to uh, make sure were the strongest that we could get but it's uh it's very much one of those personal kinds of songs because uh it is drawn on from real life i i worked at a at a guitar shop uh years ago and i was placed in the acoustic room of that uh guitar shop for a little while did they let you out no, they didn't let me out. Did they at least feed you? <laughs> they kept me in there. They locked me I in. I was in there for 604 hours. I had a beard when yeah, I got I done. I was like, wow, they locked me <laughs> in. They locked him in a room. Damn, that, that's a mean place. And I thought I was mean. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so I'm in that room. I'm playing every guitar up on the wall. And, you know, there's high-priced ones. There's low-priced ones. But it really was the feel of the particular guitar that I ended up buying from the store. Um, that drove me to buy it. It was based on the feel of the instrument and how it sounded and how it felt at that moment. So uh, based on real life experience. And another thing that uh, when I was learning guitar, I uh, was about 10 or 11 and I started to want to play guitar. So there was a guitar in my grandfather's woodshed that was a classical guitar, Yamaha from, I don't know what year, maybe the 60s or 70s. And I restrung it, had a crack in it, and it wasn't very well taken care of. Uh, it even rattled when you played it. It was that Aww. bad sounding. <laughs> so I picked it up, restrung it, and started teaching myself to play that guitar. And uh, those experiences with guitars kind of went into this. Um, and from there, you know, thank God my dad bought me a new guitar a year later after I, you know, worked on that one to try to learn. It was definitely one of those more personal songs that I, I write 
and um, we loved it. I loved it when it was in the studio, so I thought I'd send it over to you just because. So when did you know that, okay, I'm going to try to do this crazy, out-of-the-world, nuts business for a living? When did you say, okay, I'm going for it? Yeah, it was actually a long time later. You know, I went to college based on the, the parents saying, hey, go to college. So I did that for them. And I go to college and, and I didn't think it's a bad idea. You know, I, I kind of agreed with him that it was a good idea to to go and have that degree. So I went there. Now, looking back, I might have done things differently. But at the time, it seemed like a good option. So I went there. And uh, as I was going through college, I discovered something. And that was that you don't have to necessarily be the artist that writes the songs and, you know, is in the limelight, so to speak, and has the... Uh, you know, has to wear the sunglasses to the grocery store to buy your food. You know, you don't have to go around incognito, so to speak. There are people who actually lay behind the scenes and they write for the big name acts. And so the big name acts may not uh, may not be writing their own material, but they're taking the songs from someone else. So I, when I discovered that, that was what I wanted to do is write songs for somebody else. And I started making these trips into Nashville. By this point, I was four years into college or three and a half years. I was almost done. And I just wasn't really enjoying, I, I didn't love the idea of dry business that I studied, just straight up, you know, debits and credits and all the left brain stuff that goes along with, with business degree or going into business, uh, you know, with any, uh, at any sort of normal business, if you will. So I, uh, Thought about running a music store. Uh, I thought about, you know, having instruments up on the wall and actually, you know, having my own music shop. But then at the same time, it was I was thinking that's a lot of capital. It's a lot of buying instruments to try to turn around and sell and make a profit. So I uh, I learned about the songwriter phenomenon in Nashville. So I started making trips in, seeing going to the Bluebird Cafe mm-hmm. and different places around town. And I just was fell in love with that whole idea of, hey, I can write this song for somebody, and if it's good enough, if it's whatever uh, piques the interest of that artist, then they'll record it, and I'll just walk to my mailbox for a living. Who doesn't want to do that, you know? Yeah, Nashville so, is, I mean, for people that don't go down there a lot, there is. Like, every place, they're always doing songwriter rounds. Uh, a big thing in Nashville is, like, all you know, doing all the co-writes. Um, yes. and stuff like that down there. Yeah, a friend of mine from up here, she's uh, got a group. She just signed a publishing deal down there. So it, the the amount of talent down there writing is is phenomenal. It is. It is great writing in Nashville. That's that's for sure. But I felt like I could do it back at the time, even though I was making the trips. I did see the level of songwriting that was in Nashville. I felt like I could do it. And so I, uh, I moved here, and it it proved to be true that I could in fact do it. Um, I'd written songs since I was 11 or 12, but never taken it really seriously. And then when I moved here, I got a pub deal within nine months of being in town. I had two, two songwriting agreements on the table, two different songs with a publishing company within a month or two of being in town. And uh, I was kind of sought after for a little, you know, since I moved here, I was kind of a sought after co-writer. Um, and I just wrote with everybody and I wrote like 500 songs in two years time being wow. here. I wrote it. Well, I had, I had, I had about 75. I'll take that back. I had about 75 to a hundred that I had written before I moved here. So I'd say 400 then in that two. Yeah. Where, who, have you, who have you gotten placements with? Yeah, I've uh, written, most of my cuts have been happening with, uh, people that I've written the songs with directly artists that I've. Uh, written with and they decide to record it and, and make the cuts they're all independent people but i did have the two song agreements that i had when i first moved to town were with, with a player in the business they were with somebody that had uh the ability to get those songs cut but because nashville as uh we could probably spend a lot of time and all day talking <laughs> about this particular aspect of nashville it can be very um kind of a racket, sharky, shystery right. business. Uh, they were, the particular company was trying to, you know, basically take most of my publishing or more publishing than they should have probably been taking at the time. Um, to, today, that publishing is probably about normal, uh, the way the industry's changed in just uh, 10 to 11 years time frame. But back at that time, it was kind of high. It was kind of a, a lot of publishing that 
was being taken if I signed the deal. So I didn't sign either single song agreement, even though they're presented to me. What made the switch? What made you decide, all right, I've had enough of the behind scenes stuff. I want to get out there and, and, you know, show them what I got. So uh, when I was when I was going around playing different places, songwriter nights mainly, uh, hanging out with different people, they started seeing me as an artist and not just as a songwriter. So that was something that, you know, I would always correct them and say, I'm not trying to be an artist. I'm just trying to be a songwriter. I'm not wanting to be labeled that because I'm not good enough to do that is what I was thinking. But they kept on saying it, saying that and seeing me as that. Well, I, as I said before, I had amassed a 500 song catalog uh, in two years time span that I'd been here. I didn't really have any desire to go back to my hometown or, you know, not do that dream. But the industry changed two years into being in Nashville. It went from being a place where you could hopefully get a song recorded. And there was still a little bit of optimism that, you know, even though it was really hard to do so and get a song recorded with the major act. Now, in 2009, I went to a normal meeting with uh, my my contact at ASCAP. And Ralph Murphy, uh, who I'd been meeting with for the past three years, he said, I don't know anymore what to say about the music business. I don't know what is going on out there anymore. But now I can't say why that song is recorded because it's really bad, terrible crap that's getting recorded <laughs> out there. <laughs> and so he's, he's saying that, that he can't even stand to listen to it anymore by 09. And I said, yeah, you know, I can't really disagree with you all that much there ralph uh it's kind of getting crappy well, plus also so nashville I, got so oversaturated i mean all of a sudden everybody and their brother decide they're going to move there and be a songwriter what happened to cause this change was that it was a escalation that had happened since 2001 with the digital downloads that had happened in the in the industry uh, with the digital downloads um you know you had the technology there like napster to cause people to be able to just buy downloads instead of full albums. So the record label industry no longer had control over what, um, how much money they were making off albums. And then they got to the point where they were having stacks and stacks of CDs all in the basement of these record labels. So they couldn't even sell them anymore. Um, yes. But to move on to, to back to your stuff here again, um, now the song uh, that we're going to hear next, uh, Good, Good Side. Side, that's your newest release, correct? Yes, that's the newest one. Um, when did that come out? It came out, it, it was released in uh, April, this past April, and it uh, by May was ninth most added song to music growth stations and uh, small market stations. So what's the plan? Um, you have plans now to try to move it up to um, with some PR or what are you going to try to do to see if you can get this even bigger for yourself? Yeah, as of right now, we're just uh, we're touring in support of it, you know, pushing it out there to anybody that we, you know, can get to get to play it out there. I'm calling radio stations, thanking them for playing the song. But really, it's kind of up to the the uh, promotion company that distributed the song to do the radio promotion and get more spins for it. I did release also a video of Good Side. It's a it's a lyric video on the cheap. You know, we didn't spend $5,000. We don't have a well, lot of money. At least you're honest, Brandon. <laughs> yeah. oh, videos are really yeah. expensive. Yeah, yeah. You can learn a lot from my honesty on here. But... <laughs> <laughs> but I tell you, it's it's uh, it's a very expensive business, and uh, you know we don't always uh, we take calculated risks when we do because all the the risks that we take and the money that's spent is out of pocket. It's not like I have a million dollar backer or investor or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, come on, Zuckerberg, that, we need some money yeah, for here Brandon. We <laughs> here we go. Yeah. How about he sets us up with Good Side? What was it about? Mm -hmm. Okay, so written it with a guy named Ryan. We wrote one song on this camping trip, and uh, we decided that that song turned out so good that we wanted to write again. So we got together on the second co-write. He said, I've got this idea for the song, uh, for this song called Good Side. He said, this song would be, you know, make sure you get my good side in that picture. You know, I've been hanging out and seeing people do that, and sometimes you know, be out partying, living it up or whatever. And we'll say the same thing. So it's a very universal idea. You know, make sure you get my good side in that picture. And the selfie thing, we see it all over the country. Whenever we play shows, we see people out there uh, taking selfies and having a good time to the music and, and uh, 
you know, so we knew it would fly. All right, so let's take a listen to Good Side by Brandon Maddox, and we'll be right back with the rest of the universe. Gorgeous, beautiful is the best that I could do. There is no $5 word that's good enough when it comes to you. Got on that black dress, hair down, going out on the town. Sexy smile, girl, get your camera up, let's make a memory now. Something about this light is hitting you just right. I had to laugh when you said, make sure you get my good cycles. Every side's a good side, don't matter where you stand. fantastic music buy this fantastic music buy, buy it if right. i find out they're getting it for free they're gonna deal with me you can find uh <laughs> my music at shows uh you can go to itunes and and they're all up on itunes if you want to go to my website which is brandonmaddoxmusic.com there's a link there they'll take you to my itunes page you can find all three albums up there three different albums and eps that are on there and I would encourage everybody to go and check out your website because we're just touching. Believe me, we're just touching. I'm on, not touching him. I didn't touch him. <laughs> on some of his music. Yeah, well, you you know. I didn't touch him. <laughs> Don't call the cops again. That's what Michael Jackson said. I hope Rebecca you're a scotch <laughs> drinker. I hope oh, you're yeah, scotch- you like scotch? <laughs> Are you a whiskey drinker or you're a non-drinker? I- Absolutely, I'm a whiskey drinker. Oh, hell yeah. Me and this boy are going to have a nice scotch at the Josie Awards this year. <laughs> there we go. Oh. I love bourbon, love oh. some whiskey. Oh. 
Well, what? our entire midnight crew is coming down, and all I got to say is uh, bring bail money. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we got a GoFundMe. It's called bailmeoutofthejoseyawards.com. We'll have to have him over to the house party. Yeah. We, we definitely need to get together and have some, have some yes. uh, whiskey. Yeah, we definitely will. Yeah, we're renting a house, so we might throw a, a, a debacle, as we call it. Just for, just look for something that's on fire. Just follow the cops. <laughs> Where are you going? Do okay. you guys ever make it to Nashville? Oh, yeah, all the time. Love Nashville. Well, you, if you are, look me up and, and tell me you're coming down, and we'll we'll have a good time. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Me and Brandon in Nashville? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Brandon. Ahead of time. Yeah, I love it. I actually got then, a uh, studio down there now that I can work out of, which is I'm, like, so excited, so... Oh, that's great. Congratulations. Yeah, I love where's it down there. I love It's like one of my favorite cities in the world next to New York. Yeah, where's it located? Right Your over by the stu- Grand Ole Opry. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to be uh we're going to be heading down there again pretty soon. We play a lot in that vicinity. Oh, you good. Know, we'll play down there. Well, yeah, you'll have what to about let me know dates? When you're down there. Yeah, speaking about playing, what about some dates that uh people can go out and catch your uh your live show? Yes, we're doing a tour to Florida coming up July 15th through the 23rd. But you can see all the dates. We've got 60-something dates coming up left in the year, but those will be increasing as time goes on and we get to that part of the year at bandsintown.com slash Brandon Maddox. So if you want to track me, uh, you can get notifications right to your phone. Oh, cool. <laughs> That's really Does cool. he really want to give me that kind of ammunition? No, yeah. Tra- track go. him? Thank you so much. Brandon, for uh, being a part of the balcony. And we're going to finish things tonight with your song, Dixie Chaser. On Dixie Chaser, that was a, uh, actually, it started off with a title, uh, Shot of Dixie. And I said, well, that's good, but how can we make that a little bit more, um, hit home a little harder or whatever, you know, where it makes a little bit more sense. Where are we going with this thing? And so we came up together with, she's a shot of Dixie and I'm a Dixie Chaser. And that was the hook and the title and all that together. And then I'm a, I've always been in that sort of co-writing relationship, been the dominant writer with my friend Dan Rivers. And uh, so I started just, you know, playing the guitar and coming up with something, you know, kind of rocking like that. And um, started just with the first verse and it just started, you know, it was just coming. It was just flowing out of me. And I think the first verse was done in about 15 minutes or so. Um, maximum. And then we had, uh, we had the chorus come uh, not too long after that. And then we sort of had to work with the timing of the second verse, but it, I just knew as soon as we wrote the song that it was going to be a song that I released to radio. He wasn't so convinced, but I was, I was totally thinking this is a radio hit. So in uh, 2015, I, I had an opportunity where some people invested in an album and they uh i decided to put that bring that song to their attention and say hey i would like to record this song what do you think they said absolutely we love the song it went on the uh 2015 living on sunshine album which is again up on itunes and um and in 2017 i used a company for uh, distribution and released that to radio and it got 7000 spins played on 77 stations and won song of the year on the josie awards show without me even really knowing, you know, much about the Josie Awards. I just sort of shot that song off and didn't really promote it, didn't really try, and it it wound up winning. So I was, and you know, for more people than, that don't know, the Josies is the largest independent music awards show basically in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's quite the honor there. It was very much an honor, and and we were. We just decided that we were going to stay home on the night of the Josie Awards and uh, didn't have any idea that I would be the winner. But we started seeing all these Facebook. Not not getting points there, Brandon. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying. saying He was coming back off a tour. So the guy was tired. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I was we were exhausted. We had had one hour of sleep the night before. And I mean, we had to be at the Boston Logan Airport at 4 a.m. Return the rental car and. get back to our hotel after or not. We weren't even in a hotel. We were crashing with people. So we got back to our place to crash and we're sleeping on our little bed on the floor. And it's like 3 a.m. We get in one hour later, we wake up, have to return the car. It wasn't even worth going to bed, really. 
See all that glorified stuff with the the um. What I always toured with a tour bus and Swedish bikini team and (laughs) and the limousines and the Perrier and. Uh huh. No. Liar. Oh yeah, I know. (laughs) No, not so much. Yeah, no. Yeah. All right. Well, listen. Uh, we're gonna. Let our people finally listen to Dixie Chaser. Again, I want to thank you for being on our show. Please, please, please continue doing what you're doing because you're just so good. So thank you. And we'll see you in September. Yeah. Yeah. We will see you out there. Thank you guys very much. Appreciate you having us or having me. That's it. friend told me New York City is a sight to see The girls are all about a yeehaw Of a hey out deep south backwoods draw Made me a beeline To the bright lights pulled and late one night Found a spot called the Lone Star a City slickers take on a country bar Girls gathered round to hear me talk I had them roped in like a cattle call But a down-home voice knocked me out Like I had about four more rounds Like sweet Kentucky bourbon, she got my pulse of working Smooth as southern comfort, hot as white lightning Flowing from a steel in the feed, my pine smoke In little vixen from below, the Mason-Dixon I'm on the trail of this top shelf Hundred proof heartbreaker She's a shot of Dixie And I'm a Dixie chaser Southern Bill by the hand Raced out the door to my 4 by 4 And was down on that beat of four Radio rocking, horns were honking Parked in a spot the cops worked off Hit a hotel then grabbed the key And in room 303 Like a sweet Kentucky bourbon She got my pulse of work in Smooth as southern comfort Hot as white lightning Flowing from the steel in the feed My pine smoke In little vixen from below the Mason Dixon, I'm on the trail of this top shelf. Hundred proof heartbreaker. She's a shot of Dixie, and I'm a Dixie chaser. We have our spotlight with Emily Noel. Hey everyone, it's Emily Noel, and on the phone with me, I have Wild Man Peebo Wilson joining me. How are you? Hey, doing good. How are you? I'm very good. So I gotta know, how did you get the name Peebo? Huh? How'd you get the name Peebo? Well, it's just it's just my grandmother's. Just back in the hills of Tennessee. Just come out. She set her foot down and told my parents we're naming him Pivo. <laughs> they didn't like it, but you know how uh, 
grandmothers are. They get their way. Oh, yeah. So, so that's what my other grandmother didn't like it. So there's a little bit of a feud there. But uh, no, she won. She won. So it, uh, it just stuck. I love it. So where's the wild man come in? Well, I guess that comes with a lot of my mountain, my bear hunting. Uh, I've handled bears, bear-handed. Uh, oh, my I gosh. do my shows. Uh, I'm always barefooted doing the shows. I play with fire. I set guitars on fire while during the show. I play them. I don't just set them on fire and watch them burn. I actually do the lead and all that with it burning and do the singing. Uh, wow. Cannons, cannons, uh Burning caskets, uh, just whatever, you know, all the mountain stuff, the fishing. Just... Well, if you're burning stuff, you should be Pyro Peebo Wilson. Well, I call it redneck ingenuity. <laughs> uh, I don't really have a uh, a big pyro guy, so I just have to, I have to sort of try it myself. Oh, my God, I love it. I love it. So um, we're going to listen to your song, um, Barn <clears throat> Burns Down. Do you want to tell us a little bit about this song? I love it. It's a good song. Uh, Barn Burns Down is uh, a song that's written by my cousin, uh, Chris Wallen. He pitched it to me our, uh, about two years ago. And this is our, this is our first Nashville release. So, wow, so congratulations. It's hit, it's hit mainstream. Uh, we went number one on the independent charts. And, and it's really it's just now growing on it. So we're hoping it's going to do real good for us. But uh, which Chris, he also wrote the song uh, Don't Blink, Kenny Chesney. He wrote that. He's had like nine number ones. Wow. But but we were writing a song there one night, and he uh, he said, I've got a song that just fits you. Said you said, everybody knows you more like Joe. So when you listen to the song, you know Joe. So I said, well, I said, let's let hear it. And he played it, and, oh, I fell in love with it. I said, yeah. I said, I can handle that song. So so we uh, we jumped right on it, and throwing it to it you know i'm working with uh multi-platinum producers uh uh gosh just a lot of a couple of investors that's really like what i'm doing and and pushing for his promotions and things like like that wow. uh, magazine covers we've done that fantastic so where can so, we get this song where can we where can we buy it Peebo. right now i don't think we put it on spotify yet see we had a little problem i my middle guy was my middle guy to Ooh. my LA connection. He, uh, they asked for a demo from me. So I had a demo done of the barn burns down, give it to my middle guy, you know, which he did give it to him. I give him that credit, but he turned right around and put it on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon and all that. And he'd been collecting money on it for two years. Oh. We had a little bit of legal ramification <laughs> there i'd say had so to, had to get him straight and had to get all that took off and i'm not sure if my managers put it on there yet i haven't really checked because uh, i just now released it on uh youtube oh, okay. we wasn't uh, the videos there we wasn't going to do that because another guy had slipped and done the song without permission well you'll have you'll have to let shoot me a message and let me know when it's out there so i can let Everybody knows so they can go out yeah. and purchase it. So um, I want to thank you so much for joining us. And um, I can't wait for our listeners to hear this song. Thanks so much, Peebo. Oh, I appreciate you playing it. Absolutely. You have a good night. Hey, you do you do the same. Thank you so much. Uh-huh. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Soothing the 
against corn and your barn burns down. I know it happens. Joe's running for his life. Sue should have been there close behind. She ran back to her husband's arms. Can't make no money if you got no barn. <laughs> Thanks for chilling with us on the balcony. Up next here on this utterly fantastic show, we're going to have a song from Brenda K. Perry, I'm a Mama's Girl. I bet you put the hoe in home record. That man you're hanging on belongs to me. Before I kick you in that label from some fancy designer, Gonna give you a clue or two about my family tree Mama was a steel magnolia That's how she raised us all She could shoot tequila And a pretty mean game of eight ball She was part a crocker, a tattooed rocker She could kick you out of this world Mama was a steel magnolia Honey, I'm a mama's girl She warned me all about your kind of blossom Spoiled since the day that you were born Trying to take root in someone else's garden I'm a rose from head to toe Baby, I got thorns Mama was a steel magnolia That's how she raised us all she could shoot tequila And a pretty mean game of eight ball She was part Betty Crocker A tattoo rocker She could kick you out of this world Mama was a steel magnolia Honey, I'm a mama's girl A pretty little flower Is what he sees Let's get real, honey You're just another weed Mama was a steel magnolia That's how she raised us all She could shoot tequila And a pretty mean game of eight ball She was part Betty Crocker A tattooed rocker She could kick you out of this world
Hey, we're here on the balcony, and the next song of the evening is going to be My Time by Gina Giordano. Great music. The music's great. Your jokes pretty much stink yeah. you know what. Well. Light one of those on fire. Hi, hi, hi. But no, seriously, the music was pretty crazy awesome good this evening. Yeah, a lot of uh, these guys, uh, you know, they know what they're doing. They've super talent as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, we're giving us listeners a little, little, little taste of the Nashville. And definitely, definitely support. Um, I know the Josie Music Awards is televised, so... Yeah, September 8th, whatever that Saturday is. So you're going to want to tune in and see that because it's going to be a phenomenal show. Yeah, and then September 9th, you got to send checks. 
to um, <laughs> Pigeon Forge Police Department <laughs> yeah. in care of Team Midnight. <laughs> um, you know, sad but true. Because there's gonna be wait, what's ten? Ten of us? Yeah, <gasps> that's a lot of bail money. Yeah, and not to mention the other people that we're meeting up with down there. Poor, so. poor, poor Brandon is like he's in, he's all in on it. I know. Oh, and then all these other knuckleheads. Oh, this is gonna be. You know what? They can't arrest us all. They don't have enough room. I know. There you go. This is sweet. I'll just make sure I have my badge, so I'll wave. Yeah, you gotta. You yeah, guys. you gotta bring your correct <laughs> off and sort of thing a jig so that you know. You'd be like, no, I've already got them in like, protective work custody. If I'm really drunk. Yeah. He's already in custody, officer. But anyways, if you want to get on the balcony, uh, contact us at thebalconyatoutlook.com. Send us your music, and we'll take a listen. Remember, we are produced proudly at Midnight Studios in Easton, PA. So for all your production needs, please check out Midnight Studios. Yeah, give me a call. Yeah, there you go. Let's do some cool stuff, baby. <laughs> baby? Baby. Yeah. No. Eason or Dave are here. You're done. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, with that, I'm going to say goodnight. Say goodnight, Andrew. Goodnight, Andrew. The train wreck is over. Farm <laughs> fire is done. We are putting it out. And uh, we're going to end things tonight with Lauren Christine. Radio silence. There you go. You screwed that up. <laughs> Good night, everybody, from the balcony. Talking all night long in the bed of your truck Thought maybe this time I could be in luck Started to feel like you could be the one Then you decided to run You're no good, no good for me Why can't I just let you go and let it be Waiting on a call that'll never come I don't know why you got me all tore up You told me that you can't live without me So why am I the one feeling lonely? Yeah, you're playing me, playing me you got my mind tore right down the middle Should I stay or should I go? How am I supposed to know how you really feel When all I ever get is radio silence You hardly come around to see me anymore I'm hopelessly hoping you'll walk through the door But when I see you it's like no one else is in the room he tries in between us like a Texas afternoon As unpredictable and tough to know As a stallion at his first rodeo Just when I started to feel like you could be the one Yeah, you decided to run Cause you're no good, no good for me Why can't I just let you go and let it be Waiting on a call that'll never come I don't know why you got me all tore up You told me that you can't Should I go?